0: I'm content creator, Mary Barnett, also known as Mobile Mary. I'm the founder of Another Brilliant Idea, and I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs grow their business with digital marketing and communication tools, tips, and resources that empower them to be bold and stand in their brilliance on my globally recognized show, Brilliant Marketing with Mary. to the brilliant marketing with mary show i am mary or mobile mary or whatever you want to call me and i'm so excited at the show today because i have a dear friend in fact we've just spent the last gosh too long half an hour before we even started recording talking about just all the amazing things that we've been uh not endured but enjoyed in our life and she is an absolute expert in public relations, sometimes PR, right? You hear PR, what's PR, right? Public relations. And it's so fun because she is now super fancy, like in charge of the minds of, of millions of Children who are growing up and doing amazing things because of Victoria Brody. So I want to officially. There might be a couple of people out there that don't know who this amazing, dear, sweet, lovely, wonderful woman is. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read her bio officially, um, so you can also learn how amazing she is. And then when we come, when she comes on, we're going to be talking about why everyone needs PR and why you need to tell your story before someone else. Does So we're talking about all the magic today. So let me introduce her properly. So Victoria Brody is, has an extensive experience in leadership, communications, and public relations, of course, and organizational strategies, from developing company visions and corporate brand strategies to handling integrated systems change. Mm. She currently is the chair of the Communication Arts Department at Cal Baptist University, also called CBU, which is very impressive. If you're in the Southern California area, you know how impressive that is. Victoria has conducted research and regularly speaks on leadership strategies in a VUCA world, which stands for vital, volatile, sorry, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world. Yes. We are living in that right now. She holds a doctorate in organizational leadership from Pepperdine University, and she strives to impact her community through volunteering. She was uh, the chair of Leadership Riverside class of 2022. Um, she and I actually have been involved in that organization a long time. I was class of 2006. It is the best class, but we'll talk about that as well. <laughs> and she's also served on numerous boards and committees. Victoria has also served as the chair On the Riverside Unified School District's Budget Advisory Committee, she's a past president of the Public Relations Society of America, the Inland Empire chapter. She was honored with the Riverside Hero Award in 2011 and the 2013 Women of Achievement for the YMCA of Riverside County. And if that's not all, was the 2014 American Cancer Society uh, Inland Empire Celebration of Life honoree. So wow, 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 wow. So without further ado,
1: here's Victoria. Yay! Well, hello. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. <laughs> Communication was one of my favorite topics of all time. So it's wow. exciting to be able to talk a little bit about it in a way that's <laughs> applicable, right? See, people communicate, right? We're doing that right now, but right. are we doing it well? That's the question. Right. And I really, really appreciate
0: your perspective because you've also had real world experiences I just read about in your bio. But you and I were in the business world doing projects together. And then you enter, entered academia. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, that's a big transition. Tell me a little bit about that transition. Because a lot of people can't handle it. It's a definitely different world.
1: Well, I did a presentation today um, in San Bernardino County for a bunch of leaders. And uh, one of the slides had that one of those cartoons that says the unwritten rule book. Let's just say academia was an entire different rule book than being in business. And so it was a little bit of a learning curve, but to be honest, I absolutely love my job. I am so incredibly blessed every day I get to walk in and see students and to be able to impact their lives because they are our future. I mean, literally not even the cliche, they are our future and to be able to help them is really a blessing. That is awesome. And I, I have spoken
0: for your class in the past. I used to be a featured guest every year. I was like so excited when you'd be like, hey, when can you come in? And um, we talked about a gentleman who I used to think was pretty cool. And um, I met him in college and used to have me talk about it. And then all of a sudden I'm reading about all the stuff that he's like, you know, if in today's day and age, I think he would be canceled.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure he would be canceled. Yeah. Yeah, Ed Bernays. But I
0: remember when I was in college, it was like sitting at the feet of the master. Like, oh, oh. oh, like he made breakfast, the most important meal of the day. He came up with that term. He did. Like he made orange well, juice. He was. No, he was selling bacon. Oh, bacon. OK, I thought
1: it was orange juice. Yeah, he was selling bacon. Yeah. And so he like convinced he the American. Like, our they, breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, now everybody's fasting. So a lot of people Bye. aren't even doing it anymore.
0: Well, I have to say, my husband and I have had the best um, uh, experience, and I need to go back to it, when we were doing the carnivore diet, which is mostly protein. So we would have bacon every morning. Thank you. Thank you, Ed Bernays. I appreciate that. Or thank you, Ed Bernays. Like, I don't know if it's,
1: thank you. Thank you. yeah. Well, it didn't help that his, uh, you know, uncle was Sigmund Freud. So. That's right. Yeah, That's that's why he was so persuasive. In yes. what we, in today's standards, we would say a little bit on the unethical side, yeah. maybe a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll, he it'll,
0: psychology. Happens. Yes. Oh, yeah. And is convinced. That's for sure. But that, yeah. that was always so fun talking about that. Okay. Well, let's get into this. So the very first tip that you shared that I kind of said in your intro is tell your own story before someone else does, um,
1: elaborate on that a little bit. So it's a really interesting thing. We think that, um, especially for business owners. So um, we think that people should know who we are and what we do. But the problem is, is if we're not actually telling people who we are and what we do, then somebody else can make up that story for you. Like say you're selling a product and all of a sudden something goes wrong, then somebody's telling that story and it's snowballed out of control. Right. And then all of a sudden, this is who you are versus who you know you are. So it's about just being ready, prepared and having something together so you can actually tell your story before somebody decides they have something to say for you.
0: Right. And so, well, let's step back a little bit because we're talking about public relations today, right? Um, in fact, I didn't even put that title, but it's how to create a, a public relations action plan is what we're going to be. Um, you're going to be giving us some actionable steps for that today. Um, so if you're watching, stay tuned. <laughs> the good stuff is still coming. <laughs> um, but like define public relations. I mean, we kind of joked about Ed Bernays who's the father of public relations. But tell, tell
1: people really what it is. So public relations really is looking at kind of um, the messaging, the value system. It's looking at what a brand is and what it does. And it's really about the longevity of the brand. So oftentimes when we look at people go public relations versus marketing, a couple of differences. One, public relations um, is about kind of the long Hall longevity in terms of public perception okay. and then in the relationships and marketing is more specific to a specific time place and um also the measurement is through return on investment where right. measurement for public relations is more on public perception and mm. relationship um uh, perception so how people relate to us and those are the major differences and i think that um when you look at say super bowl commercials now right. they aren't selling they aren't selling something they're selling the brand right because the brand is what keeps us um with repeat customers right we create loyalty with brand I could do a whole I could do a whole thing on just that but that's right you teach four classes you're telling me you teach four each semester each
0: semester up to four classes and being the chair and doing all the other things you do like girl you are superhuman. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm actually, I just got appointed, um, by, uh, our mayor f- to be on the parks and recs commission. So, uh- like, <laughs> yeah, you need one more thing, girl. What's no. up? I know. Right.
0: It's fun. Just in your spare it's time. Fun. Yeah, it's, fine. it's fine. You can save when you're dead. It's fine. Ask, it's, yeah. Ask the busiest person for help. You'll get it done. Exactly. Exactly. That's so true. Yeah. So I just keep my phone off. So it's good. <laughs> Um, okay. So we've discussed the difference between PR and, um, uh, and marketing. And I think it's important that everyone has both in their toolbox, right? Because they work well together. They do. They do. But a lot of people will say, well, PR is just free advertising. Well, Mm -hmm. it's also like reputation management. And there's a lot of things like, like you said, you, people buy a brand because they are buying, they are loyal to something. And and give me, okay, that was one thing I was going to say. Like, what happens when you've built a brand around a person and that oh. person goes rogue? Something happens <laughs> bad and you are built your entire brand around that person. Like, um, Willie, I know this sounds weird and he hasn't done anything wrong, but I just thought of, because it used to be a client of mine, Pettigo, William Shatner. Is, was is there a But If William Shatner all of a sudden found out tomorrow he was eating puppies or something
1: like, like what would be, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I think you don't have to look any further than Lance Armstrong. Oh yes. Right. So, I mean, we look at Lance Armstrong and that was pretty difficult for them to be able to, but they separated themselves and Armstrong became, the foundation was still alive, but they had to separate from Lance Armstrong. So- right. Brands can do it, but it's difficult. It's really hard to make a person the brand because when the person's not there, the brand's not there. So you always want to have something that can be, uh, if you want longevity in your organization, you want to make sure that you have succession planned and that you aren't stuck where it's just you and people are coming for you. They're coming for what you have built. Exactly. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that.
0: What a brilliant marketing share that is. Why, thank you. You're welcome. I'm using <laughs> ASMR just to point that out. Thank you very much. Ooh, very nice. Um, <laughs> but um, so do you, would you say that is it better? I know this sounds weird, but because I do a lot of talking on AI, mm-hmm. it would it, is it better to create a character to represent your brand like um, Jack in the Box? His <laughs> uh- Jack. Or is, or is it better to steer away from an icon in your brand? Uh,
1: so brands, I, I think you have to look at it a couple of ways. One, um, your brand is really about your values. But what represents you typically is something that is um, a represent... Like we, all, we have brands, right? I tend to use words in my brand. Mm-hmm. But I also... Um, you have people have logos. So right. your logo is your brand. Right. And, um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know that I would do any kind of, um, icon in terms of that because okay. of the fact that you, it's still you. Right. It's still yeah. you. Right. So, but I mean, for
0: a company like, um, I mean, Apple, Steve job is really still their their person, right. Even though he's passed away. Um, but something like IBM, they don't really have a character or a, they have a logo but they don't really have like a thing and they're they're a
1: little successful right yeah a little bit like general electric, electric right? right so you look at the yeah. big ones and right. they don't they don't typically they may have associated with a person at first okay. but um, very quickly people understand that for succession's sake and the business sake if you want to continue on then you need to really pull it away from just you okay cool not was- that everyone's not amazing and wonderful <laughs> but if you really want to um, make sure that your brand continues, then you want to, um, have it at least be able to continue without you there.
0: I love it. Cool. Okay. Let's get into the marketing share. Sure. What we, what we promised the folks get, give them what they want. So we're going to learn how to put together an intentional and focused communication plan in four steps. And I will try to write these down so we can see them. Um, so let's get right into it. Tell me what is an intentional and focused communication plan in general?
1: So it's really funny you ask that because a lot of people, and I don't blame people for this at all. I mean, we're all so busy. And especially if you're doing a startup or running a new business, then you're just trying to stay afloat, right? Right. Um, so when you look at communicating, it's kind of like, let's throw this up here. Let's throw that up here. How can we get that to um, to stick? But the challenge with that is that how do you figure out what sticks and what doesn't and what do you do to ensure that your audience is getting your message? Okay. So when you're intentional and focused on a specific issue or topic that you all want to communicate on, then you can, you make much more progress. It's kind of like when we go, Um, we have a list of what we want to get done so we can hit this ultimate goal. Right. Right. So, so I tell my students all the time, it's kind of like, you know, you know, you're going to take, you know, your ultimate goals to, to get a PR degree. Then you have your steps, you have your classes, you have all these different things that you have to do to get that PR degree. So a PR plan helps to put that all together in actionable steps. Okay. So that you can actually produce something at the end of it. And that focused attention is amazing what you focus on is what happens right right right. It's, life is a matter of focus so so be it's the ball, about, be the ball. <laughs> all right be the ball be the ball <laughs> but it's about having that um just just putting in that intention and the one good thing about a communication plan is that once you have one done you can typically put in a different um topic so maybe I'll go over it a little bit so that makes more sense.
0: Okay. So
1: the plan that I want to talk about is, is uh, RPI is the short for it. So you guys can remember. It's okay. reser- research, planning, implementation, and evaluation. Okay. And in that, it's, it's really important to do all of those steps. Okay. So <clears throat> when you look at the research, you want to know kind of, what, what do we know about the situation? Cause we're going to try to narrow it down to one thing for this plan. So okay. and our sense you can focus more. on. let's say you want to open up a new platform, right? Or you want to bring in more customers or you want to bring more awareness to your brand. Okay. okay. So say, I want to bring more awareness to my brand. So um, how am I going to do that? Who am I going to talk to? So, this is one of the biggest things. The research part is very, very important because okay. guess what? Communication is not about you. It's about your person. You're sending it to. Yes. You can do something that's beautiful and lovely and wonderful and nobody hears it because you're sending it the wrong direction.
0: Right. I love that. I love
1: that. I know.
0: It's so true. I think people like kind of wander around But you got to be laser focused on who wants your product, what they
1: need, and it's all about them. So true. all about them, right? But you have to define who them is. Yes. (laughs) Right? So the one thing that um, once- Richard Capitar, yeah. Right. One exercise I I lead my students through in the capstone class where they work with a real client is I lead them through a thing called a stick figure. I won't let them speak to the client about it because it freaks them out because every client, I don't know, I don't care who I talk to, almost everyone says, I want to talk to everybody. Right. If you've got skincare, everybody has skin. Well, yeah, right. But the thing is, is if you're talking to everyone, you're really not talking to anybody. Right. Amen. So you really have to define your audience and figure out who it is you want to talk to about this. Like maybe you want to reach out to a younger demographic, right? So you're going to message differently to that younger demographic than maybe what you're doing now. So you need to know who you're going to be speaking to. Right. Is that that the P is persona? No. uh, Are you still talking about research? I'm still talking about research, but in that research, part of that is the stick figure I was talking about. So what I lead them through is I say, who are you talking to? And they're like, oh, you know, I said, okay, give me an age. And they're like, an age? And I said, yes, give me an age. So I make them do specifics, uh, gender, nationality, um, level of education, all of the different things that go along with my ideal person for this. Love it. And I tell them not to talk to the clients because clients get freaked out. It's not that we're trying to only talk to that one person, but we know when we focus on talking to that one person, we get a full gamut of people around them. Right. So, so it's really helpful. And then it allows you to really talk to somebody versus kind of the, you know, how there used to always be this, we talk instead of I, right. So organizations would be like, you know, by the management from the management, but we've gotten into this relational through social media where it's really, it's really this back and forth. So we just need to understand who we're talking to. And then where are they? Okay. Right. Where are they? Where they Where are they showing up? right? You don't want to post content where they're not showing up. So then once you've right. got that done, you want to figure out what your goals are. What would you like to accomplish with this plan? So say you want the younger gen- demographic. So you're going to say, um, you're going to look at, okay, great. What do I want to do with this younger demographic? I want to raise brand awareness for my, for my product. So you want to ensure that you're increasing brand awareness for this product, but a goal is really great, but we all know that a goal without steps or measurable, um, points that doesn't actually end up happening. So, or it happens in a way you didn't anticipate. So then what we would do is we would put the overarching goal of what we want to accomplish and then a smart objective. So maybe the smart objective is I'm going to, um, reach out to, uh, or I'm going to work on our Instagram page. I'm going to reach out. We're going to reach out specifically to 18 to 26 year olds. Right. So we're specifically reaching out to them. So you create, well, it's a, it's a smart objective, not a smart goal. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was so jumping my, ahead. <laughs> this is this, the whole goal setting thing throws everyone off. Okay. Everyone. And here I'm <clears> trying <throat> to be
0: helpful taking notes. I know. I and appreciate it. Objective. Okay. But so
1: go. it's a smart objective. So it's specific, okay. measurable, attainable, realistic, and time bound. Yes. Because you want to know that what you're doing. Now, one thing I do oh. want to caution you about is we tend to think in tactics, right? So you're like, right. Ooh, I, I, I can do a, you know, I can do a reel on this. This would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we tend to think in tactics but what you have to do is really when you're putting together the beginning of this plan is go back and say, why, 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 why would I want to put together that real? What is the ultimate goal I'm trying to achieve? Why, why, why? And that will help you solidify what your goal is. So if you um, find yourself thinking in tactics, just go back, keep pulling yourself back to why, why, why? I mean, my students get sick of hearing it. <laughs> um, like Simon Sinek also said, that
0: we, people will connect with your why, yeah, right? Because that will draw in your perfect client because if they know why you're doing something, it's definitely more powerful, right? Than what right. you're doing, who cares, right?
1: Exactly, well, and it also helps the clarification because a lot of this is, what I say is focused, focused Love energy. So it's not about, it's so labor intensive. It's not labor intensive. It's just where you don't go off on tangents. Right. You you stick to the plan. So um, and then once you've got those objectives done, you want to look at what kind of strategies you want to do to reach people. Maybe that is reels. Maybe it's um, videos. Maybe it's, um, you know, webinars, whatever it may be for you to get your product out there or to get your organization out there and what you do out there. Um, So you'll start thinking about those tactics and tools. Right. So that's the place to think about it is after you have the other stuff set, that's when you go into, okay. so how am I actually going to do this? Okay. Right. So, um, once you figure that out, then you develop a timeline. Okay.
0: Now I apologize for being one of those people in your class. Oh, that says yeah. We're filling out the, the form R P I E, but I'm, I'm getting that whole, like, I need to know which are we at the P yet? Because I need to write it down.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, we are at the P. <laughs>
0: I apologize. Okay. Seriously. I never thought I was one of those people. You know, you go to a seminar yeah. and they hand out the sheet of paper with the lines and the words and you're like, Waiting to fill in, like what's on the what do you call the I know what is that I, it, mad libs?
1: In the in the bouncing ball in my head goes so fast, I don't always connect the dots. Yeah. And or, so I'm yeah. like, oh, what is the E? What is the P? It's I'm so dark, I it, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh no, no. It's very good. Um, so yeah. So in this, this is the point too where you're gonna develop a timeline. Now I would suggest that you do um, like a 10-week timeline or you could do shorter. So you could do short timelines where you do like a month or even a couple of weeks or maybe even a couple of days if it's something that you're building um, excitement for quickly, right? So it just depends on the length of time you need. But for branding and for your own brand and your longevity of your brand and awareness, I would say a little bit longer of uh, a run on it.
0: So okay. the timeline
1: would be set, say, ten weeks. Okay, and the P stood for what? What was the word?
0: Planning. Planning. Thank you. That's where we create a timeline. Love it. Okay.
1: Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So we do goals, smart goal, uh, smart objectives, and um, and then we also look at strategies and tactics. Right. Okay. So what are the strategies we're using? What are the tactics we're going to use? And then we also look at developing a timeline. I love it. Okay. 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 So one of the things in terms of, I just want to go really quickly into timeline. One of the things about a timeline that I find really helpful is that to do a week by week timeline where things are kind of written out. So if somebody else is helping you with this, then they can reference that and see what exactly um, is meant by, by whatever you have in maybe a, a monthly calendar. So oh, okay. then you would have a content calendar. You're, you're I'm saying this is all on social media because that's what we picked, but sure. You do a content calendar, but that only has brief points of what you're, po- what you're posting every day or what you're doing every day. Right. It isn't about explaining the whole thing where the weekly timeline and breakdown would be about that. So, and if I could ask a question there, cause you talked about content calendar, but I'm thinking PR. So I'm
0: thinking editorial calendar, right? Where you're trying to get, you know, match your story to the yeah. publications that need it. Is that, does this have anything to do with that or is it
1: completely separate? So- So, um, here's the thing I'm just going to, so we're doing a quick sidebar. So, um, getting attention now is very hard. Yes. Okay. We're talking about social media. So we have come up with the peso system, which is paid, uh, media, which is like advertising and boosting posts and stuff like that. Okay. And then we have earned, which is that somebody sees this and they want to write an article on you. Right. Um, and then we have shared, which is somebody shares your post. So that's wow. kind of the new earned media on social sure. is shared, mm-hmm. right? So shared and then owned is like your website. These are the things that you have control over the messaging. Ooh, I love that. With shared, you don't have control over what they're going to comment on it, right? With earned, you don't, and the journalist is not going to consult you right on what on what they think you think is best they right. write their article and yeah. then um paid you can again do whatever you need to in that paid sphere but the the magic thing is is to try to find what you need in that formula that will work for you so you may have to pay in boosting a post to get it started right right you may have to mm-hmm. what
0: to reach more people that might not be in your sphere of influence Agreed. right now, yeah.
1: because it's so crowded out there, it's so loud out there, So noisy, yeah, yeah, There's so some, much coming at you. It's right? hard to break through that. So yeah. sometimes we do that first, so it can get some some bandwidth, and then once we do that, it starts the ball rolling. So as PR used to be, this whole um, you only earn you know, that's the, that's the gold standard of PR. That's still there. I mean, obviously we would love to have journalists write about us, but I'm sorry, but there are fewer and fewer journalists out there. Right. And unless it's something that really they like, want to, and you've basically written it for them. <laughs> uh, right. so I don't want to say that, but given them enough that they can write it, right? it's tough to get them to write about your organization. So this is a yeah. kind of a quicker way to do it. And social media is, especially if you're going for younger demographic, that's where you want to be doing this. Right. So really peso has to do with social media in general. Yeah. Well, because it's the shared. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. So, I mean, we could look at earned in the sense that somebody could, I mean, um, I know we're on a limited time here, but uh, <laughs> there's a, uh, someone who wrote a book called, trust me, I'm lying uh, confessions of a media manipulator. His name's Ryan holiday. Now he has written all sorts of stuff since. Uh, and actually that book was to cleanse his weary soul because it was so, it was so bad out there. He wanted people to know that they were being manipulated. What's so what's it what called you
0: again? Say it again.
1: Trust me. I'm lying. Confessions of a media manipulator. Okay, so
0: gonna, I'll put a link to that book in the, comments yeah.
1: So, so yeah. one of the things he shared in that book and, and don't hold me to this verbatim, but this is conceptually what it was is he was, um, uh, he was working with a movie or something. So he had written something up, given it to kind of a low level blogger who then was like, or did something and the low level blogger, started blogging about it. And then um, that low level blogger got seen by someone else a little bit higher and they picked it up. Right. So they pick it up. And then all of a sudden it's on, on, um, you know, a, a hub, uh, Huffington Post right so an amalgamator and then CNN picks it up oh. and this was just like a little thing wow he okay. also he also put up a billboard and then he 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 wrote stuff on it and he painted stuff on it and he ripped it and stuff and then said another group did it because he was trying to build excitement for the movie oh my gosh wow right? And he got all sorts of news coverage over this stuff. That is wild. Did you hear about the Burger King um, Mm.
0: 15 second ad? So there was a little company, Hungry, right? And they uh, pitched Burger King that we want to do this ad for you. And we guarantee that this will have a million views. And it's only going to cost this much money. It was like a short thing or whatever. Anyways, so you'd love this. In fact, I'll put the link to the YouTube about it in the comments as well. So their campaign was, and this was like a couple years ago, and literally it went viral. In fact, they they probably didn't say a million views. They said it'll go viral. That was like their promise or your money back. So their, their commercial was a guy in a Burger King uniform standing behind the grill. Like you could tell he was in a store and he said, and he's holding a Whopper and he goes, people always ask us what's in a Whopper. So how about, hey, Google, what's in a Whopper? And that was it. 15 seconds everyone's home Google came on and said, Oh my oh, gosh, mine's
1: doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? My Google's doing it right now. Seriously? Okay. Yeah. So it
0: says, you know, it's all to all be patty special sauce. Let's see Whatever. Right. And so all of a sudden people were like, what the heck? And so then Google says, you're not getting free advertising. And I guess they kept changing the algorithm. So it wouldn't recognize it. But the little company had thought about that and they changed the voice sound. They changed like went into a unicorn voice, went into a robot voice, went into different languages. Wow. Went so far else. But that's the thing. Not only did it go viral because people were like, oh my gosh, they started posting about it. Then the news people picked up on it and everybody was talking about this 15 second Burger King ad, right? So right there, like. Wow, what an example of getting free advertising. Yeah, by using technology I back. Yeah. Yeah, using and I yeah. thought it's interesting that they said, "Hey Google versus like hey Alexa or like whatever, but it was like, "Hey Google, what's in a what's in a Whopper?" like that and then it just took off and that was it. That's crazy. Brilliant. Yeah. absolutely brilliant. Okay, sorry. Let's get back to this well, we have to wrap up soon, or we're it's okay, we're already over. That's okay. okay.
1: Okay. So in um, one really quick thing, um, Ryan Holiday has done all sorts of fantastic books that are based in stoicism since. So he okay. has gone out of that world and he has just a brilliant mind and does amazing work that one of his books is called Ego is the Enemy. So you know where he's coming from now. Yes.
0: Um, I think so, I've actually okay. heard of that book. Okay.
1: Okay. So implementation is really kind of about taking what? Yes, that's the eye. Thank you. So it's really about taking everything that you've done so far and creating your create your creative materials. So if you're going to be doing posts, getting on that Canva, right? Every non graphic designer's dream. So right. making the posts, putting together videos, all of that stuff. You're going to get all of your creative content together, all your materials together, your budget, all of that. You're, it's going to flow in with your timeline. So you'll adjust your timeline based on these things. Um, and then you're going to ensure, you know, exactly which channels you're sending it through, which we talked about that and, uh, make sure that your messaging is reaching that targeted audience. So one of the great things about doing a campaign on social media is that you can check it as it's in progress. Right. Love it. And yeah, I mean, we didn't have that. I mean, before we, we would, if we did say, you know, a magazine article, we would say, well, they have a readership of fifty thousand people. Well, it doesn't say that fifty thousand people read your article, right? right? But and that's, that's what all the like, like, like now well, we yes, can say, they read the headline. They, you know, or they stepped away, and <laughs> read the whole thing. But you know, so yeah. so we have the ability to shift and change. Yeah. So I'm not saying no print anymore. I'm not saying that at all or any other methodology. Sure, I'm sure. just saying that this is something that we as business owners can control and I can do. And but we- also,
0: you pro- you'd probably agree too, though, that because hardly anybody is doing print or let's say direct mail as an example, when you send direct mail, it stands out. You get a postcard from someone, you're reading it. I mean, that was always the case. You're reading a postcard as you're throwing it away. Like you literally have to read it as you're throwing it away, Um, but you're reading it. And so when you mm-hmm. hardly are getting any mail, what you do mail gets read. So I, I'm always suggesting that too. Like, I know it seems it's, old
1: school. It's true. I mean, it's yeah. it's true. We, we love that, but- But literally for me, one of the biggest things is that I I want to empower. And that's what I teach my students is I want to empower small business owners to take control of their own messaging and marketing, because when you're small, you don't necessarily have the the budget to be able to bring somebody in to do this for you. And the tools are there for you to do it. So this structure with the tools really allows you to focus have focused intentional communication to um, the people who are trying to re- reach to change perceptions, open perceptions, all of these different things. So um, evaluation is the last part of this. Okay. And what evaluation, so what you really want to do is you want to look at, did I meet the SMART objective? It's really that easy. Right? Did I meet the SMART objective? And hopefully, because you did this focused intentional messaging, you did more than that. Or you had added benefits. Maybe what you did is you sent them to your website and you had more people, you know, more people on your website, your pages were stickier. They didn't bounce as often, whatever it is, whatever your metric is, then you can look at that and find out what happened. But I'm going to tell you, if you are putting out intentional focused messaging to the correct audience, you will have results. Now, If for some reason it goes awry, you need to go back to step one. (laughs) Right. Rinse and repeat. (laughs) Well, and and the thing is, is that like, I I learned this the hard way. I was with a client and I did this. I got my audience from the client. Oh. Step one bad, right? I normally do my own audience research. I got my audience from my client. Oh, I see. You mean they told you who the audience was?
0: Instead of you researching, oh, wow. Okay. That's right? a good so, right there. That's
1: a learn for me. I've never done that again. <clears throat> but the whole point was this beautiful print and online campaign, like beautiful, like posters and mailings and all sorts of stuff. Like it was a very robust campaign. Right. <clears throat> and it was falling short.
0: Mm.
1: And the reason why is because I was communicating in a way that was not as effective with that audience.
0: Right. It wasn't resonating with them.
1: Right. Yeah. So you always go back to the research. If something isn't clicking, if you're not getting the shares, if you're not getting the likes, if you're not getting the comments, go back to the research. Something
0: else that this brings up, saying uh, um, evaluation, I think a lot of us don't look bad. We're so busy with the noisy world and our lives. I mean, everything going on that sometimes we like do something next and you go on. But if you don't evaluate it, it's like the definition of crazy doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So when you take the time to evaluate what went wrong, like when we used to do big events, we'd have a wrap meeting. So we'd like, okay, what worked? What didn't work? So we don't repeat it, you know? So all the good things do more of all the bad things do less of.
1: Well, (laughs) and that's one of the, of a campaign is that at the end you do do that because what will happen is then you can shift and change it and use it as a template. So maybe it's not brand awareness the next time, right? Maybe it's something else, but you can use that structure as a template to be able to add in what you want to, but you cannot do it effectively. If you don't do what we used to call a postmortem, right? So after it was done, if you don't do that, kind of like what worked, what didn't work, what can be done better. Right. For next time. And then also oftentimes these communication plans give you uh, show other opportunities for additional communication plans. So it's really co- a, a great way to start communicating, get your name out there, and then get your name out there again, and maybe even open up more audiences to yourself. I love it. Wow. So much goodness, so much meat in this
0: one session. And we are so over time. I'm going gonna- to. No, are you kidding me? I was feeding it, like adding all the words. I love it. Um, No, you were brilliant, Victoria. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with our audience. Like, I hope everyone has taken notes and gone through and to make this for yourself because you're right. Once you create a template of something, it makes your life so much easier. I'm all about doing things that are simple and easy and having some fun at it. So, and I'm sure at the end, the bow on top is that you enjoy what you're doing, right, Victoria? Like, have some fun because people are... So need of lightening up. Right. Yeah. And I think that's
1: important too, that we don't take it ourselves is. too seriously. Oh, we do. We do. We it's so serious. Is it gonna matter in twenty four, forty-eight hours? How about five years?
0: Right. We have to get yeah. perspective. Yeah. In the old days they would say, you know, today's news is tomorrow's fish wrap. Right. <laughs> now These days, everything's online forever. So I'm sure that's something. In fact, when I was teaching uh, that day in your class, we were talking about, like, you have a carbon footprint. So don't do things that your grandmother self is going to be embarrassed about, or your your grandchildren (laughs) will be embarrassed for you. Yeah, So it's important to think of those things as well. But when it comes to your business, that's really not appropriate, but, you know, for personal (laughs) things. So, all right, well, listen, I just want everyone to know how amazing you are. Um, I'm trying to put up your cute little name here. So again, this is Victoria Brody, Dr. Victoria Brody, soon to be an MBA as well. This woman's going to have more letters behind her name than alphabet soup, but I'm so proud of you, Victoria. We've known each other for so long and I treasure your friendship and I'm grateful for your time. And with that, I'm going to end the show. And again, stay tuned next Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel. I just dated myself Um, (laughs) because we, I'm just so excited to bring more goodness um, to our community and to learn from brilliant people like my friend, Victoria. All right. And with that, we'll see you next week. Be brilliant in everything. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products, and services at anotherbrilliantidea.com because everyone needs another brilliant idea. Make sure to join me for another episode every Thursday at 12:30 p.m. Pacific or 2:30 Central on my globally recognized show, Brilliant Marketing with Mary. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In.